the long hall, she peeped out at both doors, but saw nothing feathered except a draggle-tailed chicken under a burdock leaf. She listened again, and the sound seemed to be in the house. Away she went, much excited by the chase, and following the changeful song, it led her to the china closet door. In there? How funny, she said. But when she entered, not a bird appeared, except the everlastingly kissing swallows on the canton china that lined the shelves. All of a sudden, Rose's face brightened, and softly opening the slide, she peered into the kitchen. But the music had stopped, and all she saw was a girl in a blue apron scrubbing the hearth. Rose stared about her for a minute, and then asked abruptly, "'Did you hear that mockingbird?' "'I should call it a Phoebe bird,' answered the girl, looking up with a twinkle in her black eyes. "'Where did it go?' "'It is here still. Where?' "'In my throat. Do you want to hear it?' "'Oh, yes, I'll come in.' And Rose crept through the slide to the wide shelf on the other side, being too hurried and puzzled to go round by the door. The girl whacked her hands, crossed her feet on the little island of carpet where she was stranded in a sea of soapsuds, and then, sure enough, out of her slender throat came the swallow's twitter, the robin's whistle, the blue jay's call, the thrush's song, the wood dove's coo, and many other familiar note— all ending as before with a musical ecstasy of a bobolink singing and swinging among the meadow grass on a bright June day. Rose was so astonished that she nearly fell off her perch, and when the little concert was over, clapped her hands delightedly. Oh, it was lovely! Who taught you? The birds, answered the girl with a smile as she fell to work again. It's very wonderful. I can sing, but nothing half so fine as that. What is your name, please? Phoebe Moore. "'I've heard of Phoebe birds, but I don't believe the real ones could do that,' laughed Rose, adding as she watched with interest the scattering of dabs of soft soap over the bricks. "'May I stay and see you work? It's very lonely in the parlor.' "'Yes, indeed, if you want to,' answered Phoebe, wringing out her cloth in a capable sort of way that impressed Rose very much. "'It must be fun to swash the water round and dig out the soap. I'd love to do it, only Aunt wouldn't like it, I suppose,' said Rose." "'quite taken with a new employment. "'You'd soon get tired, "'so you'd better keep tidy and look on. "'I suppose you help your mother a good deal. "'I haven't got any folks. "'Why, where do you live, then?' "'I'm going to live here, I hope. "'Dibby wants someone to help round, "'and I've come to try for a week. "'I hope you will stay, for it's very dull,' said Rose, "'who had taken a sudden fancy to this girl, "'who sang like a bird and worked like a woman.' "'Hope I shall, for I'm fifteen now, and old enough to earn my own living. "'You've come to stay a spell, haven't you?' asked Phoebe, looking up at her guest, "'and wondering how life could be dull to a girl who wore a silk frock, "'a daintily frilled apron, a pretty locket, and had her hair tied up with a velvet snood. "'Yes, I shall stay till my uncle comes. "'He's my guardian now, and I don't know what he will do with me. "'Have you a guardian? "'My sakes, no!' I was left on the poorhouse steps, a little mite of a baby, and Miss Rogers took a liking to me, so I've been there ever since. But she's dead now, and I take care of myself. How interesting! It is like Arabella Montgomery and the Gypsy's Child. Did you ever read that sweet story? asked Rose, who was fond of tales of foundlings and had read many. I don't have any books to read, and all the spare time I get I run off into the woods. That rests me better than stories, answered Phoebe as she finished one job and began on another. Rose watched her as she got out a great pan of beans to look over, and wondered how it would seem to have life all work and no play. Presently Phoebe seemed to think it was her turn to ask questions, and said wistfully, 
You've had lots of schooling, I suppose. Oh, dear me, yes. I've been at boarding school nearly a year, and I'm almost dead with lessons. The more I got, the more Miss Power gave me, and I was so miserable I most cried my eyes out. Papa never gave me hard things to do, and he always taught me so pleasantly I loved to study. Oh, we were so happy and so fond of one another. But now he's gone, and I'm left all alone. The tear that would not come when Rose sat waiting for it came now of its own accord, two of them, in fact, and rolled down her cheeks, telling the tale of love and sorrow better than any words could do it. For a minute there was no sound in the kitchen but the little girl sobbing and the sympathetic patter of the rain. Phoebe stopped rattling her beans from one pan to the other, and her eyes were full of pity as they rested on the curly head bent down on Rose's knee, for she saw that the heart under the pretty locket ached with its loss, and the dainty apron was used to dry sadder tears than any she had ever...